Crusade Channel News. News you can trust. Because the truth can be trusted. From the Crusade Channel News Desk, here's Janet Huxley. Good morning, Crusaders. Welcome to Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. I'm Janet Huxley, reporting for the Crusade Channel News Desk, live from the Dothan Ranch and Farm south of Kansas City, Missouri. This report is brought to you by The Epic Times, America's new hometown newspaper of record. Used and endorsed by Mike Church, The Epic Times is journalism you can count on. Subscribe today at crusadechannel.com forward slash epic. Here's what to listen for this hour, Biden's response to questions about the expiration of Title 42. The Durham report should scare the living hell out of everyone. Miller Lite launches an interesting marketing campaign for Women's History Month. And Mr. New York is moving out of New York. Biden's response to questions about the expiration of Title 42, our political affairs correspondent, Magdalene Rose, reports. Joe Biden on Sunday was asked to assess the state of the U.S.-Mexico border after the expiration of pandemic-era policy Title 42 last week. Much better than you all expected, Biden said when asked by reporters during a bike ride near his vacation home in Rehoboth, Delaware. Biden said he had no immediate plans to visit the border for doing so, he argued, would just be disruptive. It is not disruptive for the leader of a country to visit an area that is in crisis. However, the Biden administration oftentimes labels any visit as potentially disruptive and explains away the reasons why they shouldn't visit, whether it's for Biden or Kamala Harris, or even a member of Biden's cabinet like Pete Buttigieg. For the Crusade Channel and political affairs correspondent, Magdalene Rose. Former California Republican Representative Devin Nunes told Newsmax on Monday that even after a cursory reading the Durham report on FBI misconduct in its investigation of alleged ties between Russia and Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign should scare the living hell out of everyone. I take this from my early just cruising of the report, and and that is that the Department of Justice and the FBI are solely owned by the Democratic Party and their propaganda machine. Noons, CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group, told the Chris Salcedo Show. This Durham report ought to scare the living hell out of everyone because, think about this, it has only gotten worse since this time period. We're talking about 2016 and 2017 and 2018. This changed the course of human history. It changed the course of our elections. Remember, we had to sit through year after year after year of this nonsense of Trump and Republicans having something to do with Russia. Nunes, who as chair of the House Intelligence Committee in 2017, led an investigation on Russia's ties to the Trump campaign, said even after the allegations were disproved, many Americans still believe Moscow colluded to swing the 2016 election in Trump's favor. He has also contended that a group of high-level officials dating back to the Obama administration has been out to get and discredit Trump. The Department of Justice, the FBI, congratulations, Nunes said. You scumbags, you have successfully poisoned the minds of millions of Americans, while at the same time you're going to have half of America, including myself, who doesn't trust anything the Department of Justice or the FBI has to say. Miller Lite launched a marketing campaign for Women's History Month in March that railed against beer ads focused on bimbos in bikinis, but appears to have made efforts to keep quiet about it following Bud Light's disastrous Dylan Mulvaney tie-up. Miller Lite's Women's History Month campaign, titled Bad Shit to Good Shit, 
was posted on March 7th, pledging to clean up the brand's past of sexist ads, objectifying women, instead supporting female brewers by donating fertilizer they can use to grow quality hops. Our quote of the day, a magnificent building will never rise if we reject the insignificant bricks. St. Faustina. And coming up, our saint of the day, his tomb and shrine are still places of pilgrimage. His feast day is today. You're listening to Crusade Channel News. Hello, Crusaders, and welcome to Frying with Tommy. Today, I'm going to show you how to properly fry a chicken, Tommy style. Of course, you need a chicken, the EK-3000, or as I like to call him, Dante, Mike Church's Beast and Butt Rub, and an air fryer. Now, once you got your chicken ready, you want to go ahead and add Mike Church's secret blend of sugar, herbs, and spices. And since he put it into this bougie bottle, I can add enough beast and butt rub until my ancestors tell me to stop. Now the chicken is ready for my air fryer. Why don't you go ahead and put it on in there, and I'm going to get Tante ready. Pull! Oh, yeah! Now that's how you fry a chicken. Well, that will conclude today's episode of Frying with Tommy. If you want your own bottle of Beast and Butt Rub, go to shop.mikechurch.com and buy your bottle today. Our saint of the day is Saint Ubaldus Baldassini, also called Ubaldo or Ubald, who was the Bishop of Gubbio. He was born into a noble family in 1085 near Gubbio, near Acana, Umbria, Italy, and he lost his father when he was very young. He studied at the cathedral in Gubbio, where he became a regular canon. Ubaldus then became a monk for several years in the monastery of Saint Segundo in Gubbio. In 1115, he became a priest, and around 1120, he convinced the canons of his chapter to lead a common life under the rule prescribed by Peter Degli Onesti. In 1128, he wanted to be a recluse, but was advised against it, and accepted to be the Bishop of Gubbio. He died on May 16th of 1160 at Gubbio. His tomb and shrine are still places of pilgrimage. We celebrate his feast day on May 16th every year in the Catholic Church. Mr. New York is moving out of New York. In the village of Center Island on Long Island, about 40 miles east of Midtown Manhattan, sits Billy Joel's 26-acre estate, but it's hit the market for $49 million. Sources tell the New York Post that Joel had been renovating the residence on Long Island's prime north shore for the last few years with the intention to sell. The piano man purchased the spread in 2002 for $22.5 million, according to records. Known as Middle Sea, the estate is close to Joel's hometown of Hicksville, which is a small section also located in the town of Oyster Bay. Initially, Joel had only purchased 14 acres, but later he bought up several adjacent parcels of land. Listed as an extraordinary, one-of-a-kind waterfront estate, the home features 2,000 feet of waterfront footage. Send me your tips to Janet at CrusadeChannel.com. Stay tuned to the Crusade Channel with live breaking news updates all day and the best live talk radio anywhere. Up next, the Mike Church Show continues. You're listening to Crusade Channel News. I'm Janet Huxley for the Crusade Channel, seeking news and finding truth.